Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody. Welcome back to the first normal edition of The Shit Show in a few weeks. As per usual, I'm joined with Squish. Squish, how the hell are you? I'm good, Luce. I'm tired, but that's okay. New job's been wearing me yes. out, but it's good. Is it, go- is it going well, though? Oh, shit, yeah. No, I like it. I like oh, it big time. It's so good to be talking to you when you're not... Like, you're beaten down in terms of you've had a hard day at work, but you're not beaten down because the work's shit. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. The work's cool, the work's fun. Making wine, oh. I mean, it can't be that bad, really. But, yeah. So, and you've got a great team. And, look, if you ever see a bottle of mahi wine anywhere, you should probably pick it up because Nick's probably helped make it or just because it's actually real fucking good. Blood, sweat and tears sort of stuff. And that wasn't even sponsored. But no. They, look, they can if they want. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I should make a wee apology. Um, I'm not going to lie. Last week, I genuinely just couldn't schedule the normal edition of the shit show into the week. It's been wild around here. And also, I have some events, like some award shows and things coming up. And I haven't had my hair done in so long. And you, I, mean, I know you guys haven't seen me, but... Um, I have blonde hair, sometimes it's pink, and my regrowth was like halfway down my head and I had to get it done and then, yeah, I scheduled my hair appointment for the same time as the shit show and Nick, because we're both working during the days, there was just no other time we could have recorded it, right? I was gonna say, I was, I was wondering if you were going to bring this up because I was going to compliment you on your hair on the shit show. Oh, um, but I won't anymore. Our whole thing is being transparent, and I just felt like I should start off with a wee apology. Also, um, other wee apology, if I sound weird or if I don't laugh as hard as usual, I've got really sore wisdom teeth right now, and mine often get infected. So I think we're dealing with that, and we're just running with we're just running with what we've got, which is like semi-low energy, loose and squish. But, Squish, we're going to make some changes. We're going to trial some changes, aren't we, to this whole shenanigan? We're going to give a, new th- a couple of new things a go. We're going, to- we're going to try and start recording this in the mornings at, at the bright and early time of either 5 or 6 a.m. So that's either going to be a train wreck or the best thing that's ever happened, but we'll find out. I mean, I think if it's a train wreck, it'll be the best thing that ever happens because how fucking funny just me and you going at each other virtually <laughs> At 6am. Squish, also, I would like for you to start making TikToks for the shit show Instagram. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'll be for the shit show TikTok. I feel like it'll be a really good way to get new people to listen. I, it's, it would go viral, but for the entirely wrong reasons. I love I don't your think... reaction. Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> it's already enough that I've forced Not you happen. to get on a mic every week. <laughs> no, um, I'm not actually going to get Nick to 
make TikToks. I do have. I mean, unless there's unless there's overwhelming demand, but unless there's overwhelming demand. But the thing is, Nick, there is overwhelming demand because I asked on the Instagram. There's overwhelming demand for you and I to make TikToks that include our faces and what we look like. And it's mostly people don't care about the content we're saying. They just want a face reveal from both of us. And that's just not. Trust us, you don't. (laughs) Trust us. (laughs) That's not something that. Like, yeah. you're going to want, especially not at 5 a.m. Yeah, oh, my God. No, I feel Maybe like- we can get an Udi sponsorship. <laughs> Squish, I feel like we can save the face reveal for when and if we take this on tour. We do a wee regional New Zealand. Oh, man, spilling all the beans now. Well, I don't Even know. I don't know about this. Like, I'm trying to find Can we go to the regions, the, the sh- show Why Maddie, do you reckon we got any <laughs> listeners down? To be truly honest, I'm trying to find ways to help reinvigorate, to put some new life into the shit show. So if you're listening to this and you've got things that you want us to do, want us to test out, and we can do them before work, um, let us know. But Squish, now that I have bared everything to the audience in a way that yeah, I... Yeah, all the dirty laundries out there. I don't think I was planning to do that. Um, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? So I don't know if it's weird or kind of wholesome i suppose it's kind of both i just thought i thought it was kind of weird anyway you you ride an e-bike to work well to where you work quite a lot don't you Liz? yes i do so they can they can hoon along quite quickly can't they like Mm -hmm. you can get up some pretty pretty quick speeds pretty easy you don't seem to be too flustered doing it well this guy in taranaki built a e-bike that he can take his elderly wife beverly on his name's kevin so I, I was like oh that's quite awesome that's quite cute so i clicked on the article and oh my god it's literally just a wheelchair like instead of the front wheel of the e-bike <laughs> and so- i just think it's like <laughs> beverly is the crumple zone <laughs> so like wait she sits in the wheelchair yeah yeah and the back wheel's the one that powers the e-bike yeah and kevin's sitting there i'm looking at him in his high-vis vest kevin's sitting on a bike <laughs> with his hands on the wheelchair i don't know it is it, i'm sure as long as it's toned down a little bit and kevin doesn't get any real pace on but man dangerous vibes yeah i don't know i th- i mean it's very cute and very wholesome and oh, it's maybe it's not the weirdest thing i saw on the internet that week but i thought it was kind of weird obviously um it struck a struck a chord with you Dal, and also the fact that their names are kevin bev is like Something that's fucking hilarious. That's weird on his own. But then Beverly decides she'd rather be inside. Slow down, you bastard. Kevin doesn't mind. I've he- <laughs> I've heard worse. <laughs> oh my god, it's so kiwi, and I yeah. love it. My Nick, my weirdest thing is like the complete opposite to that. It is Ben Affleck's ten-year-old son crashing a Lamborghini. Uh, well, I mean, it's not that much different, really. If <laughs> Ben Affleck was Kevin and <laughs> the Lamborghini was Beverly. <laughs> oh, God. So basically, like, there's actually not much else to the story and it's kind of... What been... do you mean? How did he get in the Lamborghini? How did he drive it? So, What's... so ben, ben Affleck, J-Lo, and his son, whose name escapes me, and I'm just not going to Google search it because I just don't think it's that important, were at a car dealership dr- test driving some Lambos. They were basically parked in a car park and then Ben gets out 
and the sun gets into the front seat and accidentally puts it in reverse and it just incredibly slowly reverses into another car. Doesn't really make a dent. Maybe makes a little scratch above the tyre or maybe just hits the tyre. Like, it's not as big as the tabloids oh, that right. I was seeing. Like, it was as if he'd taken it for a fucking joyride or something. But J-Lo was just chilling in the back the whole time. Do Lamborghinis have back seats? Well, this was a, like, big SUV stuff. Oh, like the truck. Yeah. So... It was random. Anyway, that was my weirdest thing because it is fucking weird to have a 10 year old crashing a Lambo, but it's also very typical probably of JLo and Ben Affleck's life. Oh, I'm glad I dug a little deeper into that. Yeah. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, our big co-papa for today and amongst all our other stories is a bit of an explainer on inflation squish because, you know, we might be entering a recession. There's a lot of chat about inflation. I just think I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. And if you don't get it, that means lots of people don't get it. That's basically yeah. how Cisco started. Yeah. Isn't that right? Icon. You're an icon for bringing up our origin story right here. Oh, I know. You've got the texts. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, after the past couple of weeks of me bringing stories about how things are getting tougher at the till, you know, for pretty much everybody, unless you're... Chris Luxon. Um, we've had a f- <laughs> we've had a few messages asking. I don't know, pretty much what is inflation. Um, so Lucy texted me earlier this week and asked me to do a quick, I don't know, lesson um, on what exactly inflation is. I'll try to make it not too boring because sometimes this financy stuff can pre- can be pretty like unengaging, which isn't that cool because everything we do in life revolves around like this made up stuff. Anyway, inflation. Um, as I said earlier, I've brought it up a couple of times recently, but it keeps becoming more and more relevant the further we go into this recession. Um, In fact, just last week, the United States and New Zealand released this month's inflation numbers. Um, And they were the highest they've been in 30 years, which is like obviously beyond me and your lifetimes, Lou. So we've never seen this before. So it's not just like the occasional coffee and a smashed avo with a bit of balsamic on the weekend anymore. You're not saving that house deposit because the cost of everything, at least in New Zealand, and I'll probably just talk about New Zealand specifically here, but it's the same principle all over the world, um, has gone up 7.3% for New Zealand between June last year and June this year. 7.3%. Just in one year. Now, everybody around the room, wherever you're listening, put your hand up if you got a 7.3% pay rise this year. Mm. I saw a few hands go up, but not many. For those of you who didn't, and my hand's included there, your day's work is essentially worth 7.3% less than it did a year ago, since you can buy 7.3% less things with the same amount of work done. Does that make Does that make sense? It makes sense, Nick, because say I'm going to the supermarket and everything is 7.3% more expensive... I haven't had a pay rise to reflect that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm missing out on 7.3% of things. It takes 7.3% more of your paycheck, as as compared to last year. Great example, teacher. I mean, there's a lot of 7.3% in there, but repetition is the key to, you know, locking locking that (laughs) that down. You will never forget 7.3%. Now, that sort of explains what inflation is, but it doesn't really explain how we 
got there? Like, who is raising the prices? Is it the government? Like, the corporations? Is it the person behind the counter at the dairy or the corner store? Many of my, like, uni lectures went over this, and from what I could tell, there are many different answers and ways to cause inflation. Um, I guess that's why we had so many lectures on it. Um, but I wasn't really very good at uni, so I had to Google it, and this is what I found. <laughs> the increase this time was largely driven by rising rents and construction costs. For example, the price of a new build house, so if I was to go out tomorrow and build a house on a bit of ground, I don't have any ground, um, it's up 18% on this time last year. For the record, I don't have any grounds to build this hypothetical house. I'll just say that. <laughs> just for the record. Um, so my hypothetical rent. house I can't afford it. is up 18% um, <laughs> between you know last year, this time last year and this time this year. So I couldn't really ever imagine building a house at the moment. But if you were to build a house this time last year, say in 2021, the house cost $500,000, not including the land and all that sort of carry on, just the bits and pieces that make up the house. You'd be paying $590,000 for it this year. For the same for taps, the exact same, yeah, and the same four by twos, and the same jib board. So that's like one and a half times the average wage in New Zealand. The average wage is just about sixty thousand dollars. So an average person wouldn't even be able to afford the increase in costs it takes to build a house. Yeah. So with that, rents go up, house prices go up, all that sort of carry on. The next largest contributor to this in New Zealand, at least, was transport costs. Um, Probably doesn't apply to you so much because you ride an e-bike everywhere, but I've got, you know, 15k commute every day. And petrol prices are up 32% um, between, you know, now and this time last year, which is the largest annual increase since 1985. And diesel prices increased 74% over the same amount. And I could honestly, like, talk for hours as to why that matters so much. But when you think about it, pretty much everything we buy, whether it's from the supermarket, the mall, you know, delivered to your house comes on a diesel-powered vehicle at some point. Like, all the trucks are diesel. Even the trains are powered by diesel most of the time. Um, so it may be the same product, but it costs 75% more just to move it around. So I don't know. The point I'm trying to make, really, is that there are a lot of different things that aren't immediately obvious, but do make up the big picture mm. of inflation and why things have gotten so expensive recently. And can governments do anything about inflation? Like, can they step in and do anything or like can they just print more money so printing more money is inflationary in itself so when you print more money it makes like the dollar that you have in your hand worth less because near there are now more of them in circulation does that make sense it does make sense and the reason i ask this isn't because i don't know that you can't just print more money it's because i constantly get asked why don't we just print more money but obviously i mean there have been periods of hyperinflation and um, various areas in the world where burning money is cheaper than buying firewood to burn because cu countries have printed that much extra money that it becomes worth so much less. Yeah, it happened in Germany in the 1930s. Yes. Um, the Reichmark went crazy, crazy. Um, and you can, there, there are photos of people like with wheelbarrows full of cash going to like the supermarket. Yeah. And then we know what happened after that. But maybe that's not related. But can so can governments do anything about it, or is it sort of because it's all due to supply chains and like you know petrol's going up because of the fucking Russia waging a war on Ukraine? Is it out completely out of their hands? It's more up in New Zealand at least. It's more up to the Reserve Bank. Um, so they are sort of in charge of all the supply of money. The government can sort of ask them to do things and suggest things, but they can't go to the Reserve Bank and say. 
raise interest rates. The Reserve Bank is independent of the government. Oh, right. For that reason, kind of, so that one party can't get in and say, do this, this, and yes. this, and this. Um, and the other party, you know, is to, to keep it, you know, fairly even. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's in government. And it's kind of their job to keep inflation in check, and that's what they're trying to do with rising the OCR, which is the rate at which banks can borrow money from, like, our bank, like ANZ or BNZ or whatever, borrows money from the Reserve Bank. This is getting really yeah. technical and probably quite boring now, yeah. but yeah, it's not really the it's not really the government's fault if that makes sense. Yes, I think that's what I was more wondering because I've never. I mean, this stuff. I know it's incredibly important. Again, we've talked about this a million times. Doesn't stick in my brain. So I was more like that lesson that you gave me just then about. The Reserve Bank being, being independent from the government and why is like very useful in terms of my understanding of the systems. And then my next question is I hear a lot of the time hand in hand, and it probably gets confused in my head and a lot of other people's heads um, the words inflation and the words recession, which aren't the same thing. So, what is a recession. Yeah, so they're not the same thing, but they do tend to come along, you know, with each other. So a recession is like, the official definition is a significant, widespread, and like prolonged downturn in economic economic activity. So it's when it, capitalism is sort of built on this ideal of the economy will always grow. Like the economy year on year will always be slightly bigger, so there's always slightly more to go around. A recession is when that doesn't happen, and a country gets less productive and doesn't mm. produce as many things, which means jobs get lost because the companies can't pay for extra people, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So a recession is officially defined by two quarters of decline in a country's GDP, which is the gross domestic product, which is everything a country produces in a year or in a quarter. So Right. So simply put, just... Recession means the economy's not going that well. Yeah, the, instead of going instead of going up, the re, the economy is going yeah. down. And these sort of tend to last. If we look at history, which is a pretty good indicator, they sort of last around six months to two years. So they can right. they can they can be yeah. kind of short, they can be kind of long, but they always do end eventually, unless it's the end of capitalism as we know it, which I don't know could be yeah. keen for a change. Which, I mean. Web3 could come along and maybe the blockchain will be sorted out. NF then. NFTs will save us. That's that's all I've got to say about oh, it. Oh, God. Um, okay. Well, I th that was a great... That was a great little sesh. Wake up, everybody, if you're falling asleep. Yeah, no. I don't think anyone will have fallen asleep. And I think the last thing I want to know from you is, as a young person who doesn't own a house, is, you know... Got a full-time job, starting to save, has investments, not a whole lot. Are you worried? Where's your mind at? Are you feeling okay about, you know, the world's... Okay, not the world right now, because that's a huge question, about, like, the economy right now in terms of you and I? Like, should we be worried or should we be feeling all right? Take the money out of the banks and put it in the mattress. Oh, God, shut up. No, you shouldn't be too concerned. You shouldn't be... Like, the world's not going to end... Eventually, everything will bounce back. Um, we've just come off the largest beer run of all time. So the best thing you could probably do, and it sounds kind of boring, but save, like cut down on spending that doesn't, mm. that isn't that important. You know, like 
I said before, coffees and avocado toast, they're not essential. They're not going to, it's not the difference between a house deposit anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Just to be a little bit safer, I don't know, maybe only yeah. buy a coffee a week instead of three or four. Keep keep the money money in the bank and then when everything starts to turn around, start to invest again. Yeah. You'll be right as rain. So just don't freak out and we'll just keep the people updated. Yeah, we? we'll try our best. All right. Well, speaking of updates, Nick, I have just got three updates um, for us, a few of them based off of stories that I've been covering like over this podcast for the last few weeks. The first one, Nick, Elon Musk is going to court in October. So obviously we've talked too many times probably about Elon's uh, trying to buy Twitter deal and that falling over because he wants to pull out. And then Twitter said, you can't actually pull out, we are going to sue you. And so Elon tried to delay his lawsuit, um, I think for a year or a few years, but uh, he didn't actually get what he wanted this time. And he's going to be going to court in October, which, and I have written on my script here, that's hopefully um, all we hear from him until the trial begins. However, it's appeared that he maybe has been getting involved in a few affairs, having some extra children. It just will not be the end of him until the trial begins. He he did tweet saying that he's going to he's gonna chill out a little bit, maybe focus his energy on rockets and cars instead of tabloids. I'd love that. Yeah, I would love that too. I'd love that because, like, look, when the man focuses on some actual world-changing technology and things, like, he's a real gift, you know? He can be a real gift. The way that EVs have really become popular because of him, great work. Rockets, SpaceX, great work. You being childish on Maine and you <laughs> sleeping with all these people and, and trying to buy something for, I don't know, vanity and then pulling out, I don't know, that stuff we could do without. However, this is a good example of learning that two things can be true at once. Am I right? Yes, exactly. My next update it's a Sri Lanka update. Um, obviously, we spoke about protesters going into the president's residence and basically taking it over and demanding that the president steps down. The president then fled the country. Um, and so the old prime minister and new president, Renil Wickram Singh, is taking over. And Nick, this is actually not what the protesters wanted. They wanted him to leave too. So I think they were just, they sort of wanted out with the old regime and in with the new. And there were some celebrations when it looked like it was out with the old. But now it's not really in with the new. It's just in with the old again. So um, this new president. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, this new president is going to be in power until November of 2024. So I, I can understand why the protesters aren't happy. But I don't know. Hopefully something changes and... I mean, their their work, the protesters' work, was not for nothing. I, I know more about Sri Lanka now than I think I ever did, especially the government system. So that's, I mean, we'll keep you updated with that. The next update, not a hot take. Oh, kind of a hot take, actually. The world is just hot as fuck right now. Um, it's also on fire, basically, in a lot of Europe. Greece, Spain, Portugal, Italy, France. Probably more places that I haven't mentioned there have been more than a 1,000 deaths that have been linked to the extremely high temperatures in Portugal alone. In Spain, there's been at least 500. The UK saw their hottest day ever at 40 degrees uh, Celsius one day. And, Nick, I think just one thing, obviously this is 
human-induced climate change vibes. But um, the other thing to note is that heat like this in places like the UK isn't the same as heat like this in places like Australia, where they're built for it. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You see everybody being like, like, oh my god, like, g'day, mate. No. I like, have fought. No. <laughs> it's no, not even hard. <laughs> um, like, UK houses are built to keep the heat in, you yes. know, because they've got such grim winters yes. and usually grim summers as well. But yeah, like, they don't have central air conditioning like everywhere yeah. in California does. Um, so, I don't know. you gotta, you got to feel for them. Yeah. Uh, uh, English mates are... Uh, are battling but also here in here in new zealand like we've had the wettest july ever and it's not even finished yet yeah um yeah like two once in 15 year floods in one month in new zealand so mm. i don't know we've, people have been saying for a long time shit's gonna get harder and harder and now it's getting harder and it literally is you can't count on seasonal weather anymore you can't count on summer is hot but not too hot and winter is just cold and frosty it's like no in the summer you're gonna have bushfires and in the winter you're gonna have floods or you know it's gonna you just can't predict it anymore really can you i don't know maybe it's recency bias but i feel like it has really accelerated over the past couple years like the bushfires in Australia the other like yeah. a couple of years ago. It seems like every year in California now it's like, oh my god, this is the worst bushfire season we've ever had, or forest fire season, I guess. Hell yeah. And yeah, like down here, it's like, okay, well, we've had more rain than we've ever had. Yeah, I know. Year on year on year. So, what do we do? I know, squish. I know. What do we do? We just keep making fucking shit show episodes about it until the end of time, which isn't that far away. Uh-huh. No, no. One day someone will listen. <laughs> um, Nick, we actually have. I think yours is a good news story, and I have a good news story too. So we have two sort of positive things to end on this week, which is nice for us. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't done my other one. I know, and I'm excited. Also, for I was getting carried. I was I was getting carried away. So as much as I was talk, just talking about how July has been the wettest month on record, um, it's also kind of my favourite time of the year because the Tour de France is on, and it's my little ray of sunshine that brightens up the depths of my New Zealand winter. Lucy has told the story a few times, and you've probably heard it, about it being okay for me to have my friends around to watch the race. European racing means midnight alarms. Lucy's going to actually find out what that's like, because she's now obsessed with Formula One, and we'll talk about that later, maybe. First of all, first of all, Nick, I do know what it's like already, because I was waiting up for One Direction music video <laughs> drops, which were based on London time. So this was the whole crux of me saying, fine for you to get up and watch that. Not fine when Loris gets up and gets made fun of for watching the one thing music video drop. No, it was never that deep. Never that deep. It was actually always really fun having Nick and his mates around to watch the Tour de France. It literally was. They would bring the toaster into the lounge because for some reason they couldn't walk 20 metres to the kitchen because they wouldn't. They, you might miss a crash or the best part of the race. Exactly. The race is on. Um, and we made lots of affogados as well. Using the little yes. coffee machine. That was, it was iconic An espresso over some so tip-top cute. vanilla. You can't Love. beat it. Anyway, back to now. Yeah, back to back to now. Sadly for me, the men's Tour de France finished earlier this week. And in case you're wondering, Jonas Vingegaard took the yellow jersey. He finished ahead of two-time winner Tadej Bogacar. And one of the best tours I've ever watched, but that's beside the point. Um, 
usually it's back to my winter routine of just enough sleep and seasonal depression. But this year I can extend my yearly love affair with France for a wee while longer because this year, the first year that the Tour de France Femme has been run. Um, so the Tour de France Femme is an eight-day stage race around France featuring the same iconic yellow jersey, the same Champs-Élysées finish, the same inf- infectious French vibes as the men's version, but for women for the first time. So that's pretty cool. That's huge. It, it honestly is. Um, Jill Biden tweeted about it earlier this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's got near to the president, I guess. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> even though it's its first year of running, um, it's already the biggest women's race in the world. It's got way more attention. You know, just because it's tied to the Tour de France, it's organized by the same people. It's got the same yellow jersey. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. At present, like the best cyclist in the world, male or female, Marianne Voss, um, who's won just about everything you can win in cycling, like world champs in every discipline. Like she's honestly the goat. Um, she's wearing the the Mayo Jean, the yellow jersey, and I don't know. It just feels so perfect for her to be wearing it. Is she is she better than the men as well? Well, comparatively, like no male cyclist has won the same events that she's won. You know, she's. I love that. Won the mountain bike world champs. She's won the cyclocross world champs. She's won just about everything. Um, and now she's wearing she the yellow the jersey in the Tour de France Femme. Love, love, love. Are you, so are you going to continue tracking it the way that you track the normal Tour de France? Of course. I was getting up. Now that I've got a job, it's kind of hard for me to get up at 3 a.m. for the entire month of July. Yes. So I now get up <laughs> at 5 a.m., have my coffee, and watch the highlights. So I'm still stoked I get to do that. That's what I did um, – with Formula One the other morning, I missed the race and then I just got up and after I'd written the newsletter, sat with my coffee and just watched Formula One highlights and it was it's the best. So perfect. So perfect. And I'm actually coming home for the 29th of August, which is not only Nick's birthday, it's also the Belgian uh, Grand Prix. So we're all going to be there to get up, watch the Grand Prix together, celebrate Squish's birthday. I'm really excited for that, Squish. We'll get a little birthday cake, some coffee. Yeah. Is that your favourite Grand Prix as well? I think so, yeah. Spa is the it's the coolest. And I really want to go, um, just going off tangent now because I'm obsessed with Formula 1 at the moment, really do want to go to the Australian one. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried to go a couple of years ago and we got to Melbourne um, and then it got cancelled because of COVID. So that was... It feels like a very long time ago now, but that was the first yeah. sort of time that COVID really impacted us. And then the world completely changed yeah. and we had to come home early or we would have been stuck in Australia. And then and we know what happened from there. Yeah, for, for, for so long. Anyway, Nick, um, so yeah, first good news story was the Tour de France femme, obsessed. Second good news story was that I'm coming home to watch the Grand Prix and celebrate Nick's birthday. Third... Good news story. Or maybe it was meant to be my weirdest thing, but it's kind of good news story. Google searches for get a vasectomy reached an all-time high across the US. So this was for the month of June. Um, Obviously, we expected some type of fallout from Roe v. Wade. Like, we expected protests. We expected global outrage. We expected activism online. A consequence I did not expect was the number of people in the US that are now Googling about vasectomies, which is amazing because obviously um, it doesn't just put the onus on the person that can get pregnant to also do something about birth control. And, I mean, it's it's 
it's just kind of comical, but also like good to see people searching about it. So Google Trends data showed that get a vasectomy reached its all-time peak search popularity in June, and a urologist in LA actually reported a 300 to 400% increase in vasectomy consultations. Um, and then an Iowa-based urologist um, said that they saw a 200 to 250% increase in website traffic for info about vasectomies too. So that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Get the scissors out. I mean, so true. And like, you, I mean, you've got to fucking do it. If you live in a state where you can't get in a bush, you've got to get a vasect. <laughs> Well, you don't have to. There's other things you can do. Abortion pills also, um, you know, huge over there. I'm not, it's actually not just two things to do. But um, also, I just don't think I should have shortened it to abortion and vasect. Like, I think there might have been two. Yeah, it, it maybe takes a little bit of gravity away from the situation. But, you know, it keeps no, it approachable. It keeps it approach and it keeps it refresh. No, that's bad. Okay, um, Nick, we have Dutch comment of the week, as everyone knows. So, I think think we should just hashtag call it a day yeah i mean it's getting dark outside so maybe call it an evening we shall call it an evening it's been great to be back on the mic i can't wait to go and watch drive to survive after this to be fair and love island my two loves and play animal crossing oh my god you've got a you've got a very busy evening planned lucy you better get to it right everyone must be time to go thanks for listening to us go and see squish over on the shit show instagram and then go and see loose over at the newsletter if you want Woo! if you want it's pretty good okay i'm, I'm not gonna make you do anything but we can't because we won't even make them tiktoks with our faces in them. <laughs> okay team for real this time see you next week illy bye bye Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.